The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Sarah Becker. I'm Peter Dancy. I'm Sean Solis. I'm Jack Newman. I'm Trevor Flynn. And I'm Ben Howarth, and welcome to... Our largest cast ever, I believe Jack was saying. Or one of our largest ever. I'm, I'm so, sure it's been a I love long time. It's a long time. Yeah. It's one of those things just about us. It's like COVID just brings us more together. <laughs> all like together. Is, is it COVID together. or is it Bond? Time will tell. I know. You know what? Yeah. Stronger Defin- together, six feet apart. Definitely, definitely has a, a cause causatory effect that we actually have time to do all of Bond. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yes, we do. And we are continuing. Uh, COVID still happening. So we're continuing our, uh, our Bond-a-thon. We are talking about the second James Bond film, From Russia with Love. First one with a theme song, though they stick it at the end for some reason. Um, let's get into just some of the details first, and then we'll talk about it. So this is... Uh, the plot here is the evil Spectre organization has hatched a plan to steal Elector Decoder that will allow the Russians that will act try that one more time alright the evil Spectre organization has hatched a plan to steal Elector Decoder that will give them access to Russian state secrets and irrevocably unbalance the world order it is up to James Bond to seize the device first but he must confront enemies that include Red Grant and the ruthless Rosa Kleb a former KGB agent with poison tip shoes even as Bond romances a stunning Soviet defector Tatiana he realizes he is being lured into a deadly trap and he will need all his courage ability and cutting edge technology to triumph over the forces that seek to destroy him. This was directed by Terence Young. Once again, Harry Saltzman and Albert Broccoli produced. Screenplay by Richard Maybum. And it, of course, stars the lovely Sean Connery in his second outing as the titular James Bond. Why did I say titular? He's in none of the titles. Um, music by John <laughs> Barry and edited by the great Peter Hunt. So, uh, this is an interesting one. This one uh, was double the budget of Dr. No. Uh, it was uh, once again filmed mostly on location, as was the Jamaica sections of Dr. No. This was filmed mostly in Istanbul in the Orient Express. Um, budget of $2 million. And uh, once again, it's kind of this up and up and up with Bond uh, uh, in terms of at least production value and, uh, and, and, and budget. This one, uh, as I mentioned, Dr. No was the uh, uh, fifth worst grossing uh, Bond film of all time. So what's that number? 18? My math is bad. Um, yeah, no, you're correct. And, um, so uh, this is actually number 10 overall when you adjust for inflation. So we're getting better and better as things goes along. Would have grossed about $200 million today, so a good, really good run, but nowhere near the level we'll get to next. Um, but then the question is, is the quality better? Um, and consensus yes. generally is yes, but I want to hear from other folks. Yes, <laughs> we have I literally on. said it on last cast. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We all pretty much said. It. But uh, let's start with the person who did not join us for Doctor No. Because I want to hear what he thinks of that film as well as this one. Sean, uh, what's your opinions on uh, Bond as a uh, franchise in general and from Russia with Love in particular? Yeah, so I uh, I absolutely love Sean Connery as Bond. He's uh, 
you know, my second favorite Bond behind Daniel Craig, who I thought has just done a phenomenal job Ooh. kind of bringing life back into the, the franchise. You know, this after uh, is, this is tense. Roger Moore, die! <laughs> no, I don't know, man. I don't, I, don't even, I don't even. I don't even. think that. But keep going. I think Roger I Moore we'll himself there. admits um, that uh, that he's like the fourth best Bond. I think he said that on the record. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, and I think he's right for the record. But uh, okay. Um, okay. But but you know, I, you know, I think I think by the time Pierce Brosnan kind of finished his run. Um, you know, Bond had to find a reason to continue existing, and, and Daniel Craig kind of provided that reason for it to keep going. But going going back to Doctor No, I mean, it was, I thought, uh, you know, I mean, there's certainly problems with the pacing. Um, you know, the obvious problem that they don't really explain the, the plot of Doctor No until the very end, or you know, I guess if you're really paying attention at the beginning. But it's you know, it's a little disjointed, but. It just has so much charm. <laughs> it really does. And I can kind of see why Dr. No kind of kicked this off into the franchise that it ultimately became with, you know, dozens of movies and uh, just making billions and billions of dollars. So um, th- there's there's certainly a tip of the hat to the to, to Dr. No. And, um, you know, I, I, I've, I've watched it twice now in the last couple of weeks and both times I've just absolutely enjoyed it. All of that said, From Russia with Love is head and shoulders uh, a superior film. And I'm not necessarily sure that's just a budget issue. Um, You know, it's better written in terms of kind of giving Spectre more of a motivation and it's more of a kind of existential threat to Bond. Um, You know, you fill Bond in a little bit more as a character. Uh, But, you know, his, his outing in Istanbul is just so much fun, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. You've got the Russians involved and you know, kind of Spectre's plan evolves over the course of the movie and you see, you know, how, how they're kind of trying to play the U.S. and Russia off of each other. Uh, it is, it's really kind of fascinating to watch, but overall, I, I thought it was just an absolute blast of a ride. Yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think the script is a huge improvement here, and I think the big thing is it's just very clear. You got your MacGuffin, you know, you got your Lecter, which is your classic MacGuffin. Um, you got your, your, your eternal conflict with the, the main Bond girl, Tatiana, um, and you have a clear villain, a uh, collection of villains actually in this one, but a, a whole villain organization, which I like that we're immediately into Spectre right away. You know, I think it's a great introduction to Spectre as, as, a, as a whole, and I think the clarity in this one is so much better than Dr. No, where it just like, what's, what's happening? Why is, he, why is he taking them to a hotel? Oh, he touched some buttons and now everything exploded. Okay, it's over. Okay, bye. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, if also, Dr. No is like simplistically so simplistic that it you don't even know what's happening, this one's a tad convoluted up front. Right. Um, but that, I just it, I just it, wanted it, to qualify it, it, that. It, 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 it still made more sense to me overall than Dr. No. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's also it's like the two things are very, very inherently different movies just from the outset. And also just from the outset of like having Bond killed and like predicted his death. Like it just there's a lot more for me personally. The best thing about this movie is there's a lot more narrative structures in place. Like I think one of the problems with Dr. No is that Dr. No has a really weird meandering plot. This one has plot things happen we go from point a to point b and so at, at anyway and just from like a just from like a script standpoint man this is a superior film which you know uh, yeah and to be clear with the james bond franchise as a series of travel logs are meandering they just are 
because right. they 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 want to hit all the things and 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 Saltzman and Broccoli were very clear that they wrote the scripts a lot of times based on where they could film. <laughs> like they would be like, <laughs> they go to Istanbul and they'd be like, we'll give you a bunch of money to film here. And they're like, great, it's in Istanbul now. Like, and <laughs> they, they, they focused a lot on, and also they would just like travel the world and see shit. And they would be like, put that in the movie. And this is the first example with the belly dancing where they're like, yeah, cool, exotic, <laughs> weird thing we saw. Put it in there, you know, like, yeah, it, it, you're going to see that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also weird to think that like it, pro- like belly dancing may not have been like, as commonplace, like oh, I think at it the absolutely time. was new to a lot of American audiences. Yeah, yeah. 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 they opened the movie with the 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 projected lady belly dancing. Well, I mean, they they yeah. know yeah. that's a titillating, strange. You know, it's also funny and, and, and r- from Russia with love, and then it's belly dancer. You know, it's it's just one of those uh, things where I'm like I'm like, oh, where well, are we in Istanbul? What's well, this about Russia? I all of the Carol Shannon business happen um this this is gonna make make sense in a minute i promise re belly dancing history because i used to be a belly dancer fun fact oh that's right yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're still a belly dancer i haven't been to classes in months because okay well that's you not your fault so a lot of people <laughs> well no like seriously i i quit when i got my new job last fall because i was too busy also oh, okay, right. moving oh, into fair. an apartment Gosh. with my now fiance i suddenly was paying rent where i wasn't before so <laughs> I had to budget Same. for that. Same. That's uh, yeah. it's it, it is it is taking the 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 chains of adulthood around your neck to yes. bear down like an eternal anchor of death and despair. <laughs> um, I just paid taxes. Oh Sorry, <laughs> I'm positive right now. <laughs> Actually, really, really happy person. I swear. Um, I, while we, while you're looking that up, Sarah, I did want to go ahead and talk uh, about. I, I think one of the other things that and Ben stop me if because you'll there's six people on this cast, so you'll definitely have to stop me if I start running. But uh, one of the ones I do want to think is I, I really enjoyed one of the things I had forgotten about this film. First off, I forgot that this was the quote unquote Istanbul Bond film in my mind. Right. Second off, I really enjoyed this one being more about kind of the cat and mouse game and kind of like they're spying on them. They're spying on this. They're doing this. And, and like the back and forth nature of it was kind of the thing in my mind that came to kind of represent like Soviet era films or 1960s like Cold War films. And I think the best part about that, to some extent, is that you have this villain who's actually an Irish guy, which, you know. Right. Yeah. Did right. anybody else hear Blofeld and be like, is are they doing another ass poll where like it's Sean Connery the whole time? Because I was like, it's like the same tenor voice and we don't see him. But you know, I forgot who Blofeld was, but I was just like, well, they, they literally credited him as question mark. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I saw yeah. That. I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. There is some Number continuity one. in casting between uh, Dr. No and um, From Russia with Love in that the girl he's sleeping with at the beginning of From Russia with Love in the canoe. That's the rich heiress from yeah, Doctor yeah. No. Yeah. That's Sylvia. That was cool. Trent, to who was me. going? It's like oh, she was supposed to be a long-running character. She was supposed to be oh. this like you would open every single Bond movie with her. Yeah, and she. And this I, is her last appearance. For some reason, they just decided, oh. eh, we're done with it. Because Money Penny Charlie stole the Wilson's show. War. Yeah, Money yeah. Okay. Money, Money Penny is yeah, on the other end of that that's line. Absolutely true. That he does two flirting scenes in a row, and it was just too much. Like where it was just like he's one girl he's sleeping with, and the one girl he's flirting with, and people just preferred well, the intro of just he goes into M's office and then he gets the thing. Also, we need to talk about the fact that this introduces my boy, my one number one, 
my favorite of all favorites, Desmond oh. Willard is Q. Yeah. Beloved, <laughs> most English man. He comes in every movie. He reads off of cue cards. He's stiff as a board, but I love Q him so much. Cue cards? Cue <laughs> cards. Oh, Sarah man. Is he will be fun. with us for the next 36 fucking years. He will be in the next 17 goddamn movies. He just would, he kept going forever. You know what's awesome? He probably shot this in a day. <laughs> Like, he shot all the scenes that day. Yeah, and it's, basically it's, what they did was like he he got so famous for it that he could barely get other roles. So they would just bring him every year and pay him a shitload of money and it pays rent for a year and he would just keep doing it. And it was like this Fuck kind it. of like amazing retirement plan where like it didn't require him to do anything. He just had to come in and be like, ah, oh, pay attention, double oh seven. Could but you say seventy is, words, please? Double oh seven. But get your shit together. It is one of my favorite things, though. That the that the the case that the, he hands him though this is still like early cheap Bond films the case is like the like he hands him a suitcase and it's such a fucking stage prop like so I was too, that I love him he hands him this case and it's like it like battered as all hell and it's like I'm a sophisticated agent with a shitty piece of luggage and I'm like okay well, what whatever. do I talk about this movie that I find very interesting and something I don't think they go back to until Daniel Craig and it's something that a, a good critic um. I think it was Scott Tobias talked about, which is like, what if this was the one that made as much money as Goldfinger? Because Goldfinger sets the formula, really. Right. Like, it right. is the, you got your villain with a crazy plot, you got your henchmen, you know, you got your locales and all that stuff. And, and this one is more like heightened John Le Carre. Like, there are things in here, like that kind of attache briefcase, that feels like you would see that in a spy museum. Because it's very oh, practical. Yeah. It has all yeah. these things that make yeah. a lot of sense. There's no yeah. crazy laser watches or, you know, <laughs> grappling yeah. hooks that are impossible or whatever. Guns that are imprinted yeah. to, like, just the, your and, DNA and only one of The knife shoe. That, like, yeah, and the knife shoe. Oh, like, the knife shoe is a real thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, it was a real yeah. KGB assassination weapon. Which, first off, holy crap, the KGB. What were they thinking? But yeah, like, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> also, the poison umbrella. They had a lot of... Sh- there was some dude that was just high at the KGB making weapons over sure. there. <laughs> like, sure. That's, a, that's sure. all there is to it. They didn't call him high. They called him creative. <laughs> I, I also love how like the, the weapon that Q gives them is kind of... It fits into the formula. Because as soon as they get to the scene where... Uh, you know, it the, all the villains on. like every around little the suitcase. Thing. It's like, oh, it's gonna explode in space. I'm just waiting for it. <laughs> that like, is you're a, just you're just like I'm yeah. waiting. Like like get like like let 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 him use it. Let him take it. That is a weird <laughs> pleasure, even though they're very predictable. Is that Bond will get every gadget and he has to use every single fucking yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it was it's, a joke. By very, I think uh, <laughs> uh, I forget what the comedian, but he had a good joke where he was like. I didn't use half this shit, man. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like that never happens. He never comes back, and he's like, yeah. "Laser watch never came Cle- up." Clearly, it's it was, a Legend of Zelda dungeon. Yeah, Thank you, thank you. I was, I was gonna say it, it's, it's very, it's very Legend of Zelda, very old school Super Mario, very, very, very Metroid, where it's like you got this weapon, you're going to use it now. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What good could this exploding pen possibly do in this very, very, very specific situation? I was like, why like, does well, he need James, a grenade pen? Days, we'll find out. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> Just wait, Jack. <laughs> it's, 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 it's really funny because you guys, have, you, you remember that uh, that dumb, who's the guy that's apparently paying, not the Batfleck, Batfleck, yeah, Ben Affleck. It took me forever to get to Ben Affleck from Batfleck. Batfleck first. Ben, yeah, Ben Affleck. 
the movie where he like goes back in time and and like engineers his way out of problems <laughs> and Wait, everything. What? He sends himself a thing with all the tools he needs to like get out of the situation. It's like reverse engineering movie. It's really dumb. The point is that's like just that's like a like movie trying to figure out what the fuck actually happens with all the tools that they give James Bond. It's like here's a fucking belt with a grappling hook in it. You'll need this. But again, I think Sean is right that the cleanness of the script is really good. Even though it, like it takes a little while to meander, like you're like, why am I watching a chess match? Like it is Jesus. very effective to be like, okay, here's a chess genius. He's working for them. Here's the KGB. Like this organization has top tier talent. Like that was the point to establish them and to have you know the number one obviously Blofeld with hair in this one. Uh, will not be in his <laughs> final appearance. Um, though he, he switches back and forth. He'll get uh, wild uh, Blofeld changes. Um, he, I think just the, the quick introduction of how interesting uh, Spectre is, having this whole island of people with crazy assassins being built. Uh, also, I just want to point out that it's very fascinating to me how much uh, body image has changed in that, like, uh, uh, we need to talk about... Uh, um, Oh, I forgot his name for a second there. Robert Shaw. Yeah. He's quit from Jaws. Mm, yeah, yeah, people didn't yeah. know. Uh, he's the he's the shark captain from Jaws, which is weird because he looks nothing like that character. But, uh, yeah, that's him. Um, it is very true that he's clearly sucking in his... He's like a fit man, but he's trying to suck it in to make it a little bit more... <laughs> he's been oiled he, heavily. He, he, he's, he's been oiled. Really and he is just like... He's, he's really a, puffing his chest out. He's a perfectly fit man, but in... If this was made in 2020, he would be shredded to a, a right. he, horrifying he be, level. He, 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 he would, would be, be Henry he would be as He would be as shredded as, uh, as um, fucking The Witcher. Name? Yeah, he'd be the fucking Witcher. Yeah, he'd be. He was like, give me water. <laughs> give me water. <laughs> he, 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 he would be as shredded as, as, Hugh, as Hugh Jackman was in Days of Future Past. And oh, that was yeah. like insane. Yeah, yeah. that was, yeah, like that just, was actually just a disturbing nuts. level. Genuinely it's very sickening. Funny that she just like punches him once, and she's like, "Good, all right, you can uh, kill cool. people." Yeah, <laughs> like, Houdini died that way, but I, I, yeah, go I, right ahead. I know, I was thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> so let me did. put on these brass knuckles. Ironically, you rupture some shit. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, <laughs> if you if you like hit if you hit a guy in the side with like brass knuckles, you can like break all of his ribs and put them through his like anything oh, oh yeah okay. anyways the- yeah, can i i'm just gonna have to say that the fact that they kept like the acronym for specter going continuing throughout all the bond movies is ridiculous because it's the silliest fucking acronym uh, ever. would you like to tell <laughs> us what the acronym is because yeah, it's remind incredible me, it's so we didn't mention it dr no it's the worst he spells it out yeah, yeah. oh straight up it's the special it's like- executive for counterintelligence, <laughs> terrorism, <laughs> revenge, and extortion. It's revenge. the revenge part yeah. that like yeah. cracked me the fuck up. Yeah. I was like, "Wow, you're just like really I, laying it." Counterterrorism is the funniest it, one, right? But of course, they had to spell to spell it with, you know, revenge and extortion at the end in that order. <laughs> okay, I do want to say this: the the defensive specter, the actual organization which it's based on, which is actually mentioned in this movie, Smirsh, S M E R S H, was an actual Soviet counterintelligence unit, right. which is why they may called it Specter because they're like the Smirsh is out there, and it's like, are there Smurfs somewhere? Like, what's that? I don't know. It's just a, it's an inherently ridiculous name. I mean, it's just, it's essentially translated from Russian, so it doesn't. I don't think it means. So you're saying Spectre is based on Smirsh? 
Uh, yeah, well, the whole definitely. idea was like, what if there was someone above Smirsh? Like that was. It's exactly what it is. Yeah, was like, yeah. what if there was a guy who there was a, an even bigger secreter organization that was controlling yeah. the CIA and Smirsh, like, like pulling the I, strings behind the pup, behind I, the people that pull yeah. the strings. Yeah. I, exactly. Ironically, Fleming was very much so about world stability and let's not killing each other. Actually, like he he actually like was while he there's a lot there's a lot we could talk about Fleming. Uh, I was about uh, to say, do we want to break down? the like fucking philosophy of Fleming as a writer because because it could happen like we could get there we're gonna do a lot I mean, of Bond films the one I, think, where we, I think it's a little too early in, in yeah Goldfinger's the one movies. Goldfinger and You Only Live Twice are the ones where you gotta like really get into him as a misogynist homophobe problematic person that's oh a, actually that's very, this two? will actually be fun because <laughs> no I, but i mean those are the two worst <laughs> yeah, the two of the okay. worst yeah yeah what, particularly the from what fleming wrote not just like the movie right. version yeah of yeah okay because there's more figure, he's straight up turns a lesbian woman straight it's yeah horrible oh, oh. i forgot yeah, about bad. that wow. it is bad. that's fun for next week uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus. I, yeah i had no let idea. me they tone it down. Sarah, she's only unleash your wrath. Go. She's just very implied queer in Goldfinger in the movie, but she's not openly queer ever. Well, isn't it's, there like a, a tough watch. side thing with her sister? I need to watch <laughs> Goldfinger. It's, as well. I mean, it's, I it's still, I love. It's still a fun movie to watch, but there's there's shit that like there was no chance they would get away well, with. It. Also, I mean, also like, Goldfinger <laughs> infamously has mad talk when he slaps her butt and makes her leave. That's that's coming up too. Yeah, and there's the scene yeah. in the fucking bar where you like kind of there's some bad misogyny coming up. This is <laughs> I don't think it's a hot take or anything, but there's probably not a Bond movie that isn't. Essentially misogynist. True. I am, yeah, I am curious what everyone thought of Tatiana because she's one of my more favorites of the Connery era because she does seem to have a oh, little yeah. more agency. It, yeah, a little bit. Uh, she yeah. does get drugged out and knocked out for the like thirty percent of the movie at the end. Yeah, but. top top of the bottom of the barrel. How about that? You know? yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was actually kind of shocked that she survived because I'm so used to like the Bond yeah. girls to like, them dying. dying and it being yeah. like gruesome too. Well, the <laughs> first <laughs> ones die. I mean, that's the thing that Goldfinger will establish too is that the, the one he bangs at the beginning never makes it. She was too oh, yeah. easy. So she had to die. And there's always like he bangs them and they seem kind of in love with him and then they never show up again and you're like And then you get like established, (laughs) consistent like this. One of the things, too, is I think that is interesting that we're returning into it now. But like the other thing is that I feel I agree with you, point Ben, about Goldfinger establishing the franchise because Goldfinger standalone. This is not really a standalone movie franchise. It's it's very interesting. It was a very different vision in the the credits when they say it's the end, but not really. He'll be back. I was like, oh, it's like Marvel. It's like I I, I thought the same thing, too. I was just like, oh, okay. Okay, is this is this Iron Man will return in Avengers? It's like I what I, I what huh? Yeah, we're really not that original, guys. It's one of the things that makes me realize. It's like you go back and watch some of the stuff, and you're like, oh, I bet this blew somebody's mind. You know, it's just- well, I think the difference is that the those films establish a lot of the formula, but make a lot of mistakes. And so you get to see the mistakes and like because like you watch the old Universal monster movies, and it's like it's cool that the Wolfman and Dracula all like are in the same movie, and then they never interact, and you're like, why? you do that do that do that now please and then like marvel's like yeah you want to see iron man and hulk fight or whoever you know like you want that we'll give you that like we know that that's what audiences which know, is for better want. or worse though and that's, the, the, and, the, yeah the, that's the, the thing with yeah Bond. sorry Bond too, it's like it's a loose 
chronology. Like it's very, especially as they start changing actors and it goes on so long. It's like, yeah, yeah. And there's a certain character I don't want to talk Fe- about yet, but like Felix doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, just no, from like yeah. chronology of his appearances and everything else, and, and then you have two literally the same movie <laughs> done twice. So Connery no, comes and back then, and, and, and and then Judy Dench is in like Pierce Brosnan era, which is supposed to somehow still be the Connery Bond, but then she's also in the Craig, but back. it's clearly a reboot. Yeah. And it's, and then he has the same car in Skyfall that he has in Goldfinger. So is he like 8,000 years old? Like what? I he is a time lord. Yeah, that's the only answer. That's the only answer. It's the only way that it makes any sort He's of sense. He's either a time lord. The only or answer is like British people have time. less need for chronology in their media. That's that's the right. only and answer. And that's the one thing I will say I miss about the Craig era. It's like I do just miss these, these just like mission. You know, it's like Bond, there's a, there's a girl and she says she wants to sleep with you. But we know it's a trap. So go figure it out. You'll probably still sleep with her, but, you know, have a good time. Don't defect. Yeah. <laughs> Salute the, the flag as you go. <laughs> Here's your gun. Don't fuck money, Penny. Goodbye. And then that's yeah. it. No, that's, that's the one that's rule. That's the that's one it. rule. You can't yeah, really. fuck money, Penny. And then you're not James because, Bond anymore. Because it's a lawsuit waiting else. to happen. And, yeah. because, and because you don't shit where, and yeah, because you, don't that's shit where the you reason. Eat. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, Bond right. knows he has to walk by that desk. Yeah, he has to walk by that desk all the time. You know, like the, the Russian girl goes back to Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's gone by the end. She she's in a safe house with five kids somewhere now. Like he doesn't have to visit her. <laughs> what I will say is one of the things I really like about this movie and uh, Doctor No that I think departs a little bit from the more recent ones is, you know, just kind of like the Cold War era feel, and yeah. that you know we're kind of like. We're doing an investigation, and it's just like it's a lot more kind of what you would think of as a traditional spy movie. And I, I don't know, I get like a lot of nostalgia value about watching it, and it, it kind of puts you back to like a different era. Um, whereas like the Daniel Craig Bonds are clearly, you know, a huge departure from that, where it's like, no, 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 this is like a different story. We're going to do our own take on it. But the, there is some. Does charm. Bond investigate though? Really? No. no. There, there are there are some Bond films where I find him to be actually clever. Uh, I think there are some. Uh, ironically, he, 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 ironically, he, he, Moonraker. He's a little bit. <laughs> oh, get the fuck out! He of does. Here, bro. You're right. <laughs> yeah, he, he like in Moonraker, he's like really actually investigating a crime and like yeah. digs in deep. It's actually like, and then he they actually had to make Bond expo- exposit as to what he's figured out because the audience is like, oh, I didn't catch that. Oh, and, and, fuck. And, and, and Peter, in terms of the Batman fucking thing, especially the Connery era, you're gonna see that he becomes like Batman, where he's just a fucking know it all, and you're like, how do you know? That like, he, uh, like this he has no tiny basis flower of everything. comes yeah. from Malta and fucking whatever. Like shut yeah, up. And, and, it's and, real, only, gr- and it's only grows in these three Star months, Trek. three days of May. Like yeah, exactly. yeah, it's some real Star Trek next generation. We got ambiences and they're they're resonating and shit. And that's how we <laughs> solve the problem. Because yeah, um, exactly. yeah, Jordy like, pulled well, it out of his ass. <laughs> well, it's been twenty. It's a twenty-eight minutes, and it's very rude of us to not talk about the most important character in this movie and the portion character. In any cinema, uh, movie, anything. I'm really confused. Any book ever of all time. I'm talking about Karen Bay, the greatest yep, yep, yeah. that's ever existed. Hey. Karen Bay. Uh, I, I love Bond's friends, especially the Connery era friends, and uh, Karen Bay might be my favorite. It just sucks that they have to die. Karen Bay yes. fucks, man. He fucks. He literally does. He, he, he clearly is fucks. a great. Phenomenal <laughs> running joke where he is like, that is my son. That is also my son. It's like, <laughs> and he's like, 
how many sons do you have? Like, all my employees are my sons. Yeah, I know, right? Like, every, every response you have to it and wanting to make fun of it, he yeah, like yeah. he comes right back at you right away. It's like, oh, yeah, say it. There's just something really interesting about a very confident, clearly middle-aged man who's just like a sexual dynamo. It's very interesting. And he's just a yeah. charm coming out of his ass. Like, these, is, like the only thing I remembered from this movie, I have seen it before, but it's been years. But when he showed up, I was like, hey, this guy, I love this guy. <laughs> no, my, my, my favorite part, my favorite part with him was, was, it, was when it was just him in the room and he's like, Karim Bey, please. And he's like, well, he's like, Karim Bey. He's like, I've already fucked you, but if I must, I must do and then yeah. he says, to no, he says it says back to the salt mines. That was it. He's like, if I must. Oh. He literally oh. says, like, what he said is like, sex with a gorgeous yeah. woman. And he's just like, oh, I guess it's three o'clock. Uh, I can stretch my back out. <laughs> uh. And then he like gums onto half her face. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's a very, it's a very open, it's a very open mouth approach. Like he gets kind of a part of her nose. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, he's a fucking champion. It is insane. <laughs> he's like, and, it, and then he's like not bothered at all that he was just almost taken out, and you know his wife like pestered him away from his his from getting his oh, oh, hey, that is not his wife. That woman did oh, not yeah, get on his children. Sorry, sorry. Come on, I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's 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 not good, Dorms. He, he can do. What he wants. <laughs> she was obviously like, was very into it. <laughs> it was like it's Tuesday and it's four p.m. Every, hey, what's up? What I, you doing? I, I, I will say one of the things that is interesting about this movie is just that like the overabundance of and I I hesitate to use this term, but like thirsty women. I was or, like, about to say oh, yeah, yeah, like every oh, every God. woman in this movie is really thirsty. Oh, for and, I, and I'm like, whoa! No, it's <laughs> like it gets to like, did Chuck Connery write this level when like the two gypsy women fight and then they're I was like, like, we'll just fuck like, you instead. <laughs> I was like, I was about to, I was about to call Trevor and be like, "Hey, uh, we found an, another harem anime for the season." <laughs> <laughs> Every Bond movie is a harem. Oh, wow. Ironically, this is pretty mid tier for that. <laughs> yeah, that was like the most absurd thing, where he like, you know. The, the chief saves the chief, and the chief's like, "Well, you get to like take these two women, and you'll uh-huh. choose who like." Marries. And there's no, there's no oh, like force. He's just like, you just get to bang him. You know, I just, that's how it is. I'm like, it's like <laughs> I want them to stop fighting. It's like, well, they agree that they'll stop fighting if they can both take your dick. And it's like, okay, what? They're, again, not a hot take, but like characterization of minorities. And like, wait, what? What I missed it. What? But, uh, none of this is going to be a hot take. But yes, uh, yeah, keep going. But like, I, but like Trevor, the characterization. Of yes, the Romani and like this being oh, yeah. a very respected ritual where there's a chick fight and and Bond is is appalled, uh, ostensibly appalled. Like you must stop them. I can't take this. I can't watch this. Only oh, well, I'm allowed to beat my women. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, say, oh my God. I don't know what this Sean Connery voice is, but it's the it's Sean not, Connery beat him up I, I, voice. I don't know what you're saying, Trevor. It was not offensive at all that this old Romani person was voiced like Harvey Firestein. Was like, ah, what are you doing, Batman? <laughs> like. <laughs> oh my god. Though I will say the overall and this brings to another point, I think the action in this movie is so much better than Doctor No, especially yes. the, oh, the yes. Romani fight. 
I think part of it is we just do not have as much silly judo flips and karate chops. There's one kind and, of pretty you bad know, double moment. fist Kirk punches. There's one <laughs> rough one that they should have done a new take where Bond flips a guy and he kind of goes like, eh, like to knock him out, but it's fine. Um, yeah, but like yeah. I think it's it's a nice bit of <laughs> the chaos in, the in that camp, sequence. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, there's keep like going. stuff on fire, people shooting, throwing stuff around, and it's not like yeah, more level where it's just wacky. It's it's it does feel like genuinely kind of threatening. And, and and it's a nice little moment when Grant shoots the guy and uh, you know he wants Bond just for himself and and of course the train fight is one of the yeah top, oh, yeah. top five Ooh, fights yeah. I think yeah. just be just being in that close quarter the dark lighting the the hits feel very intense and like painful like yeah. he's just they're just thrashing each other and by the end See, Bond is like bloody and his hand is bloody from the garrote and it's just like it's a rough fight that he doesn't come across like. Yeah, on, well, with the perfect and, and, and realistically, there's not really another Bond fight until like Bronwyn. I mean, it maybe Pierce Brosnan a little bit. There's some intense fights in there, really just in Goldeneye, really. And even then, they're kind of like, I don't know how to put it. I don't know. I, I have some thoughts about Goldeneye. I, have I have I said I wanted to talk about Goldeneye? Yeah, I, I think like we I should just it. skip to Goldeneye and no, then okay. go oh, to. Uh, no, it's fine. So well, the point do, I wanted to say kidding. is that really not till Craig do we have is like this is More this is like, one of the this is the Bond movie that like really tried to do just Cold War action. And you could tell it like just in like the garrote and like just how like like violent it is to some extent. This movie is like has this movie. I think the best part about this Bond movie to me is that this is one of the few Bond movies that has like it way higher stakes and like mm-hmm. less. Th- and I think this thing too, Bond is so much less invincible in this movie. He gets like fucked over by like dumb shit. And that's awesome to me uh because then it makes him feel like an actual badass when he just like glides out of the train and he's like got the shit kicked out of him like it's 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 a much better in my mind if we're gonna and that's to say all bond to some extent more or less of extent is to some extent a power fantasy and to more or less of an extent this is a superior fan it's of more power fantasy. it's not less it's just more it yeah is, it's, it more. Is, it's more yeah. it's more it's <laughs> more but it is what it is and we enjoy it and uh, we shouldn't be embarrassed for enjoying like i guess i mean there's like we can talk about everything around it, but like the core concept of, in, of escapism and a power fantasy is not inherently bad. The problem for me is that a lot of later bond films, because it's bond, you it's not a good power fantasy. If inherently there are no stakes. And I think that's the thing is like the risk to bond in this movie makes it inherently in my mind, one of the better bond films because it's, different from the formula that kind of follows specifically Roger Moore is the one Dude, who I think Roger Moore Roger, I, will, I don't Christ. think Roger Moore is a bad bond I like I don't think it's him himself I think no, it's the nature of the silliness rude. of some of his movies yeah I think yeah. the silliness and the lack of stakes and some of them Guys, some of them are actually really even, even in the later like Sean Connery <laughs> movies like one of the things I appreciate about this one is even some of the action sequences, like the uh, the helicopter scene, and then the scene where they're on the boats, and you know, fucking like throws the gas canisters and like shoots them, and they fucking explode in like a fiery mess. Like that, that's cool. Okay, and it's there's, like there's, real a, there's only two Sean Connery Bond films mm-hmm. after this. If you, unless you want to talk about uh, well, what is you the know, even one? even even Thunderball, like. There's just it, it gets to like a level of like ridiculousness where it's it's no longer believable. Like when Sean Connery's like rolling around on a jetpack and his car is doing all sorts yeah. of crazy yeah. shit that like would never happen. It's yeah. like it becomes we, a little too much. But we've here, established that uh, there's not going to be really a disagreement on this cast until we get to Thunderball. Like I think that's true. <laughs> like it's going to be interesting because uh, I know a lot of people on here hate. I mean, Thunderball. don't fucking never seen it. Count on it. I mean. It's, <laughs> 
We've got we've got a few more before Thunderball. Like, come on, De- definitely I'm some not, of the worst. I will watch these movies, man. But Jesus. I am I I am a little worried now because I had never seen this one before, and I know from Russia with Love is a big deal. It is considered one of the better ones. When EA Games did a Sean Connery voiced game for the first time in forever in the video games, which I was maybe more into or just as much than the movies back in the day. They did From Russia with Love, and it was a huge deal. Oh, that's right. And it was like, what, like 2005 or something? Yeah, 2005. You got it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did GoldenEye come out then? 95. Uh, 95. Yeah. Something like that. Like mid-90s, yeah. Yeah, I was five years old. Yeah, that was yeah, the that, first video game I ever played was that first person shooter, Goldeneye. Nice. I was terrible at it. But then oh, the same. same person who got me into that game was like, try this game called Pokemon. And here we are. Yeah, Goldeneye, when <laughs> yeah, we get, nice. when and if we get to it, is going to be like an eight or nine for me just because of nostalgia. And I'm just going to yes. have to own I that. Can't, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, that's it, just yeah. the reason. And maybe that's the thing. We, we, we all that. come in on, <laughs> or a lot of us came in on Goldeneye. Like, that was the first one my dad showed me. And I was like, what is all this violence? that my dad probably shouldn't have showed me and shouldn't be telling my mom this is amazing dad can I have the game for Christmas yes we're done yeah it's it I, have I, no I wish I wish Goldeneye had been my first bond I oh, was yeah. fucking die another day motherfucker oh, go fuck you. <laughs> get fucked that's, that's so bad I came in super late in the game as far as like for as far as like the first full like like full James Bond movie I saw instead of instead of just knowing that James Bond is a thing knowing some knowing some of the references Differences, knowing some of the tropes but like first like 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 if i'm being completely honest the first full like 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 full james Bond movie that i saw from beginning to end was casino royale with daniel Craig. if i'm being perfectly honest that's a no, great that's, that's actually that's actually like a large percent of the population like bond is it, it, it's funny to me no matter what statement you make about bond it can be true a lot of people haven't seen james bond i'm shocked by that not very many people have seen james bond i'm shocked by that it doesn't matter somehow both situations are sometimes but true they, and they, not they make, true it makes sense yeah 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 and, and i think a lot of people come to bond in different ways some people's parents introduced them i grew up on them with like uh, cable marathons mm. they would always run them on tnt and spike and stuff and they were just yeah. like so comfy they, especially yeah, t- with commercials, they're just like yeah, TNT and Spike is how I saw chunks of chunks of certain ones, like like a like a bleh. which one was the one with the Halle Berry? I forget. Oh, Die another day. day. Die another day. Yeah, I, I, I saw I, I saw like just chunks of that and like just kept going because I was like it's James Bond, but it's the middle of it. I have no idea what's going on next. Dude, that that movie is like legitimately unwatchable. Like, it's, it's, it's yeah. so bad. I just and, and, can't even. And, I can't even begin. And ironically, like <laughs> that, Pierce Brosnan is like Goldeneye is one of my favorite Bond films, and it is a decline from the best real fast down to like the worst. He's he's in my in my opinion, I think that's the amazing thing about him is he's the most divisive Bond because you know. Tomorrow never. No, what's what is it? What's the second? Tomorrow Pierce never Brosnan? dies. Tomorrow never dies. You know, take it or leave it. Bond film, really like mid era Roger Moore, maybe. Uh, then you get the world is not enough, which is objectively bad, though it's interesting. I, it's I it's one of the ones I feel like I've seen more. Times. I'm happy to have that fight with you, and ironically, I. 
upon rewatching World is Not Enough, I do still have new opinions about it, but I'm probably not happy to also defend it being good. good. Remembers the World is Not Enough. Yeah, Golden Eye is not that good. There's not that big of a difference. It's not that. I big will. Of a climb, I will. I will man. defer to your judgment on this because, like Trevor, I have no power where Golden Eye is concerned. <laughs> it's not. It's strong factually. My dad took me when I was five, and you're wrong. <laughs> it's the not movie theater movie. attendant judged him for taking me to that, <laughs> which was probably a real mistake. But dad just wanted to go see Golden Eye. That's exactly what happened. It's like I want to see this movie, and I'm going to be sitting my seat yep, today. That's what's happening. <laughs> like the, the the chick villain, like literally, like fucking. Strangles people with their legs, like walking. Oh around. yeah, it's but, absurd. It's so a Tanya, dumb. Tanya on the top. <laughs> it's so dumb, bro. <laughs> it's so dumb. Wow, that's her name. That is crazy. To Just like wait it. until we get to. Uh, is is the name of the film Octopussy? It is. Like is that yes. actually that, yeah. yeah. that was yeah. a movie that was released in theaters, and you had to say. Yeah. I want to see Octopussy. Play. Not rated R either. It's one, it's one of the six James Bond. It's one of that like six or seven James Bond and, movies where it's like, it's just one word. And it's an official Ian Fleming title. It was a real Ian Fleming book title. And so. uh, ironically, it's much less shocking on a book. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, because like, it's a book. But if it's plastic. Yeah. She says in the movie, it's like, my what? little Octopussy. That's a line. And then movie. Uh, and the whoa. character's name is, in fact, Pussy Galore. The like, worst is how and will always did they get away be with that? Christmas Jones. Of many pops, Christmas Jones is pretty bad. Yeah. I want to say secretly Christmas Jones because you don't think it's bad, but you're sitting in the whole movie <laughs> going, "Why is it Christmas?" And then the last line of the fucking movie is, uh, <laughs> "I thought Christmas only comes once a year." And you're like, oh, 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 oh. Burn the theater down, <laughs> cancel cinema. It's, all it's over. over. The great experiment's over. Externally, (laughs) the human race needs to end. (laughs) I remember that actually. I think I remember watching that film with my mother, who you know she was a teenager when the first Bond film came out. So of course she like grew up watching James Bond films. And I remember watching that scene with my mom and just feeling very, very dirty and awkward. Yeah, played by Denise Richards of uh, of. of uh, Starship Troopers fame. <laughs> in light of that, can I just... Oh, Kissy Suzuki. Fuck, I forgot about that of, one. In light of that cringeworthy line, can I just can, can I just tell y'all what my <laughs> ultimate favorite exchange in this in, in this movie was, in, in For Much of What Love Was? I yes. have a theory. Please. It, 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 it was, yeah, I, I alluded to it, and, I, and I'm pretty sure Trevor's right. Um, it, it was it was when Bond first meets Tatiana in the room, and she's and, he, and he's like just hovering over her in, while she's in bed, and he looks at her and he's like, "You're one of the most beautiful girls I've ever seen." And Tatiana says, "Thank you, but I think my mouth is too big." And Bond says, "No, it's no, it's the right size." And then it's a super close up <laughs> of her slightly open mouth for like a full ass five seconds, and Bond's like, "For me, that is." And I'm sitting there watching. It's like, "You men, your dick." It's perfect mm-hmm. size for your dick. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. it's also, that's definitely to, one. 
Yeah, go ahead. Gary. I had to pause the film <laughs> to stop laughing. I was like, it is not just pull yeah. this shit like off this of the it's, 60s. It's how porn starts, right? No, right. Oh my God. Yeah. The thing about Bond movies, especially with like the more era, like, they are sexual, but they're in like a kind of chaste way, and that's why they can be shown yeah. on TV. Yeah. This movie is horny. This is a oh, horny ass so movie. Horny. Yeah. Where, like he is like that in a periscope. Recording? Dude. Like he straight up is on a periscope and sees a lady's legs and he's like, I see something that's pretty big or some and, crap like uh-huh. that. And, and you're and, like, and, and, dude, and yeah. I'm looking at her ass. And at the, also, and at the beginning consider of the, film, the fact that production had changed. Did, he didn't like the director didn't like uh, this beautiful rush. What's her name? Uh, what's the uh, Tatiana? Tatiana? Yeah, Tati, Tati, she didn't Tati. like her legs. She had a standed leg model for that scene. Bitch. She's insane. She's no. the worst no. And I'm just like, seen. I'm just like, yeah, she's perfect. What the fuck are you even talking about? Oh, I remember about? the line. And it's, uh, things are shaping up nicely. That's, that's <laughs> it. Oh, my God. We heard Trevor Sean Connery voice. That was her. Oh, you'll cool. hear it again. Yeah. Everybody waterfall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, and, and the fact that, like, at the beginning, I mean, and the fact that, like, at the beginning of the film, what, what, like, what, what, what really, like, puts him over the edge of you know what yes I will take on this take take on take on this mission is that he just sees a picture of of, of this of, of this woman Tatiana he's like I want to fuck her the title of the film he writes on the picture from Russia with love like it's a <laughs> postcard she sent him to her to him I, what, what is that I, I, I watched it a second time and I was like wait why does he write on it I don't know well, he gives it to money Penny <laughs> and, then he, yeah, and then he gives it to money I, <laughs> well no no no, no it's because it's because M asked for that picture back and Bond was bitter that he didn't get to keep this like Pinup girl shot for his jackoff. So yeah. it's from him to M. M. Wants it for, for it's okay. from him to M. Yes. Saying from Russia with and love, the, even though he's going to Istanbul. Yeah. Right, right. Correct. He's, okay. he's going to see her Tatiana in person. Tatiana is from Russia. She is. Yeah, yes, I yes. With, and, then, and then later in the film, when 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 he sent when he sends them recording of like this is what the lector looks like, and and, and she's like, oh, James, James, tell me, is this the most crazy thing you've done? He's like, well, actually, when I was in oh, Tokyo, and that, and, uh-huh. what is that? What? When I was in Tokyo with M, when I was in Tokyo with M, we got some interesting things. He's like, that's enough. What is money, this money, last money, night money, please out please that M had <laughs> in <fucking> Tokyo? That's <laughs> 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 like, so like he's the British man who's ever lived. And what was he doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the short story I, I need just, to read. I, I will say, Horny. I've Horny been on, movie. I've been on the Bond Girl Wikipedia, and I'm just gonna say this: this is a hole if you ever have the time. That is oh, fantastic. Well uh, phrased. Thank you. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I didn't actually uh, even intend that one, but okay. Cool. Whatever. I saw it on your face. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> so there, the ones in his novels are legitimately worse, is what I'm going to say. You're I, I, I want to just put this out here. I actually think the people adapting Bond films had restraint. Oh, I'm so I'm so sure where there's so many times Galore in the history of concerned. Bond where like we're like, oh yeah, we're gonna make her a little more yeah. progressive. She's just yeah, yeah. Gonna okay, be how, like, about this, how about this? Yeah, Ebby Ebby Heritage. <laughs> I, okay, that's what? not the worst one. Wait, wait, uh, Suchi Ho. Oh. <laughs> Well, Pussy Galore actually made it into a movie, man. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's yeah. a... Sucky Tempesta. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, I have to admit, the worst one, though, is Judy Havclo- Havlock. <laughs> 
that's a bond move. That's that's uh, for your that's uh, for your eyes only. So okay, continue. I'm so sorry. Continue with what? Where were we? I don't know. <laughs> Just more dirty ass names. I don't know. I think that there is a place for this sort of like humor as long as the, the and it's and I will say as we go into Roger Moore, the positive thing about Roger Moore is that it's not that it becomes chase. It still stays sexual, but it definitely there's a more of a positivity to the sexuality that embraces Roger Moore than does like he like, you know, every once in a while, like Sean Connor just slaps a bitch and it's just like it's just not OK to some extent. It's just one of the things that I think is like it kind of I think there is like we grew up a lot of us grew up with Roger Moore films and I think that I'm OK. I, none of this, none of the tongue in cheek sexuality of it bothers me at all. Like Pussy Galore doesn't bother me, actually, ironically, especially specifically the character Pussy Galore, other than the fact that they have sex in a, in, in like, hey, which that really personally bothers me. Yeah, that's a weird is, scene. That's so. just not, it's not even, it's a weird, well, first off, it is a weird scene that they like fight each it's other like and they pens are down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not okay. <laughs> but more importantly, just two people fucking in hay is the worst idea ever. And I just want to say that. Just, I'm personally bothered by it every time I see that scene. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the problem. Problem. Camel's back, literally. Our IQs are going down the more of this we <laughs> We're just like taking the humor to here. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's uh it's, it's <laughs> and uh, all I want to add is a random trivia that I find fascinating, which is the actor playing Bond stunt double did not originally have a mustache. So the filmmakers worried that audience members were not familiar enough with Sean Connery, so they drew a mustache on little little markers. Wait, what? In the actual what? film grain. What? Yeah, like, yeah, so the closing, you'll see a little car, car, cartoon mustache. Oh my god. <laughs> also, the director of this almost drowned in a helicopter and then went back to shoot the next day because he's a fucking maniac. All these people who made these movies are goddamn maniacs. Yeah, Sean Connery almost died from a helicopter crash during the making of this movie. Yeah, it's almost like we should have used helicopters, and then they figured that out in 20 years. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Look up Twilight Zone the movie for that reference. Um, Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it. Oh. And let's just wrap this up. I think we're all good, unless anyone has anything else to say. I like Robert Shaw. He's great. Good henchman. Classic, fun little henchman scene. Probably. Probably the best, like, kind of like big Vaughn villain in a movie that's sort of like present through the whole thing, kind of terrorizing Bond from the background. He gets the most to do if you consider him the henchman and Cleb the villain, but it, some people kind of switch it because he does more than Cleb. Um, you know. He's definitely Cleb, one of the more present ones. The final scene with Cleb in the in the in the in with the shoe is just weird a little bit. That's I a, like that's that. It's a nice twist though. Yeah, she's got like wild manic energy, and I kind of like that. Again, yeah. it's, like, it's very realistic. Where it's like Bond, the closest Bond's come to dying is kind of in that because that shoe's close. It's like yeah, I mean, oh yeah. You know that yeah. just just getting that you're dead in ten seconds. So like, dude, Cleb would scare the shit out of me if I like had to fight her. And I'm her like, death scene is brutal. She gets <laughs> shot. She's like ah. It's it's weird. Uh, you can either take it as like they didn't know what death looked like back then when you get shot or like they just like they went a different way with it. And it's kind of I don't know. It's it's She's really silly, but really cool if you buy it, I guess. Yeah, weird manic energy. 
Yeah. yeah. Top top clip is a, is her in the maid uniform. So I know that that's like a famous scene. I just maybe I like had a different perspective on it. Uh, I that, did want to say also sp- a, a classic Bond trope we're going to see a lot is that you know he thinks he's safe and then the guy who didn't he didn't kill or mm. the girl he didn't kill mm. shows up and tries to get the thing tries to get well him it time. almost the, the importance of that scene is it almost gives some meaning to the Bond girls thing they set up earlier is like oh does she, she love does him or yeah. is she going to stay loyal to her country and she. Uh, very predictably betrays her mother country for Bond's dick. Like it's just that simple. <laughs> so. I also love that the line that he after he like kill after she dies, he's like, she had her kicks. Her kicks. Her kicks. It's so much better. So much better. The Bonds get are, are always bad, Sarah, but they get uh, more clever. I'll say. Yeah. More puns are much better. They, they it was get, such a subtle pun. Like I almost didn't catch that it was meant to be a pun at first. That was like, wait a minute. Kicks, cause the shoe. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I will always go for the stupid dad joke every time. Yeah. It's yeah. also funny that they I, don't like let it hang. They just cut immediately to like pigeons flying up from yeah. some pavement. So you're like, have time to go ah, oh, and then like the flapping of the birds kind of covers it yeah. up. Maybe. I yeah, don't they know. definitely cover for the ad the yeah. audience <laughs> clap. And I'm just like, yeah, you thought that line would really land, didn't you? You were very proud of it. Right. The one thing I'll say about here is that later there is an expectation of the pun which I think makes the puns better so the puns somehow get worse and better at the same oh, no, time that makes the more perfect sense. sense yeah, yeah exactly. that's how like work. everyone's in this, on the joke somebody thought this was a good lie <laughs> that's the difference in this Bond movie somebody just thought yeah. that's a clever thing to say yes. <laughs> which somehow makes it again both worse and more funny <laughs> um, yeah I, I did want to actually is, uh, is this movie is weirdly kind of cursed uh, it was the last Ooh. Bond film that Ian Fleming ever saw. Oh, yeah. Oh. It was the last film John F. Kennedy ever saw before he mm. was killed. And it was the last film that Pedro Armendariz, who played Karen Bay, ever did. He was terminally Get him Bay. Oh. Uh, yeah. Weird. Weirdly cursed, yeah. even though it's a great film. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I did. I did yeah. before we uh, you can I can say all this in my wrap up if, if, if you could. I wanted to if, I, we're going to do scores. Yeah, let's do scores. We'll, I got some I'll thoughts. I'll throw it to you first, Jack, since you want to ramble. I, I, yeah, I got a little bit of a ramble here, and it's one thing that I wanted to, to talk about that I think is one of the things that is lost in maybe some later Bond films and picked up in some. There is a certain fashion to this movie that is spectacular, and I think one of the things is that it definitely These were $10, embraces... $10,000 suits at the time, or $2,000 suits at the time, sorry, not $2,000. Yeah, exactly. And, suits. and it, to be honest... It's definitely a hand done suit and it looks it and it's fantastic. And even like her wardrobe set the thing. And it's one of the things is like you see films like The Man from Uncle is something that's just like clearly the people that were making The Man from Uncle watched this movie like a half dozen times. And that's like the movie that came out of that. It's not, I don't necessarily think The Man from Uncle is great. But I do think that to your point, Ben, that you were saying earlier that we were talking about it before, I do really think that like this defined a whole generation of kind of what the 60s look was not during the 60s, but now that we look back, like we define, it's ironic, we define the 60s or periods of history based upon the media that we can go back and see from that time period. And to some extent, Bond defined kind of the Cold War upper crust all to itself. 
And that's just, you know, a, uh, you know, it's this sort of thing. It's like, I don't think it was probably typical for women to dress or even men to dress in like these very expensive suits at the time. It's not typical of the thing. Well, but well we now really brought a lot like men didn't used to wear Italian shoes. It was like a thing you just didn't do in like Italian designs right. just didn't really come to America. And they were more of that 50s boxy, not that slim Italian dress is always much slimmer, much tighter. And, and the American dress in the 40s was the broad, big, you know, you look at Bogart, he's got the big shoulders that go way out beyond his body, make his body look like a big square. Um, and, and, and Connery definitely look. popularized those a lot, for sure. And watches as well. We'll, we'll talk. There's lots of watches. Oh. Yep. Get yourself a nice zoot zoot. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's the one with like the hugely bottom... Yeah. Okay. Did you say zoot suit? Because that's zoot a different suit. thing. That yeah, is, that's like that's a definitely charged thing, right? If I'm, I'm racial, not yes, yes. Okay, I, sure. I did not know. Sorry, I talked from a place of so no knowledge what's, about what's the zoot suit. What's your score, motherfucker? You have one job. I do, I do miss Sean sometimes. Uh, yeah, I, ironically, uh, and I may not have been this positive about this movie. I think that uh, I, overall, I think Russia with Love is one of the better bond films i give it an eight i think it's a very good bond film i think it's outside of the bond formula enough to be a fascinating thing in of itself but i think also to some extent it's the quintessential cold war 60s movie about the cold war which in and of itself is a time period and fascinating and just kind of it's it still excellently does watching this movie transports you to another world and i'm also going to say ben at the last time was talking a little bit about how dr no redefined some action match on action shot stuff i would put to you that this movie does a way better job oh, of any H- form Hunt of back- getting it now he's really really Doing yeah, it, especially yeah. The there, there's definitely a, I agree with Ben that there's a continuation from the first movie to this one where this one is just like got the money to go in there and do some really interesting things. And in and of itself, just as the history of fiction and how action developed, this is kind of an interesting take on it. It's a definitely a step. It's definitely a stepping stone. The plot is good. It follows A to B, which is way better than fucking Dr. No, uh, which I gave again just for Sean's benefit. I think I gave Dr. No a six. Uh, yeah, it's it is a this is a much better Bond movie. And I don't think I'm going to give something as high as an eight for a little while. here. <laughs> this is the other thing, too, because I I definitely probably prefer the silver gold finger. And uh, we'll see that next week. I, I bet that that'll be a disagreement between all of us. But yeah. All right. Uh, Sarah, I'm going to give this one. I also give From Russia With Love an eight out of ten. When somebody says James Bond to me, this is the film that I think of. I mean, I think of random scenes from other ones, but like the whole um, running around the um, Hagia Sophia in Istanbul, mm-hmm. like hiding by, you know, and there's everyone is kind of looking for each other, but no shots are actually fired kind of thing. It's great. And uh, like the train scene with the suitcase gadgets is just perfect as we addressed already. And um Yes, this this has always been one of my favorite Bond films and upon a recent rewatch continues to be so. It's really awesome. All right, beautiful. Sean, what are you going to give it? But of course, darling. <laughs> I think I will give this a... Uh, <laughs> I actually agree with you guys. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Oh, um, somebody needs to speed you up. You give me a scary beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> 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 Fuck you. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Sean Connery did a uh, or Sean did a Sean Connery impression. So you get to do a Sean impression. Is that? Is that how that works? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I really enjoy this movie. Um, it actually, interestingly enough, it, it reminds me most of of the Daniel Craig Bonds, like the good ones. At least uh, it reminds me a lot of Casino Royale and, and Skyfall in terms of the vibe of it. Um, you know, it's, it's a much more gritty bond, um, but at the same time, it's a lot of fun. It still has that kind of 60s nostalgia, Cold War aspects to it. Um, you know, I really love Kareem Bey as a character, like, you know, him and Bond kind of going through a stumbles, a really fun ride. And then the train scenes are just phenomenal, just the way they're shot, like the, you know, you kind of see the, sh- the shots of the map as they're, you know, traversing throughout Europe. Um, just all very well done. Um, you know, you've got great villains in this kind of specter kind of becomes an actual entity that, um, you know, is feared and is actually like parodied, right. And, and Austin powers later, but ultimately I agree that this is, you know, when you think of bond, like early bond, this is kind of the, the, the film that stands up and, you know, that you think about. Um, so yeah, I agree. Eight out of 10. Alrighty, Peter. Mm, yeah. Just, Eight out of ten. Just gonna say that, say that at the top. <laughs> yeah. This is th- this movie was fun. Um, yeah. So, in the same way that I had never seen Doctor No un- until we watched it for our podcast, I had never seen From Russia with Love un- un- until do- until doing this episode. And so and so I like and so I like that. I can say for myself, I have now seen the template for James for James Bond's films, and I, I it's it's nice it's nice it's nice knowing it's it's nice having having witnessed. The the the, th- the things that I the things that I have come to to to, to recognize as J- as James Bond, um in in in, in, the, in the in the movies in the movies and then chunks chunks of mo- the movies that I've seen in full and chunks of others that I've seen where now 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 instead of now instead of being like oh this was like what they did in like that one that one movie that I saw like like a few years ago I can I can now say oh this happened in From Russia with Love but instead it's for like. 1995 or like whatever year like it's like, it's like, like this 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 is the this this particular actor comparison for for, for james bond i i, I like i like the interactions between between him and tatiana i, I like I, I like that that we got to see more more of a more uh more 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 of him, more of him and m and q and like in money and money penny um i i like the there, there, there was one there was one moment um on on the on the train where where um God, I know, I know, I know. You've said his name so enough times, but uh, blonde, blonde, blonde dude, big, big hulking specter dude. Um, <laughs> when it, when it, when it's when it's James, when it's James Bond off like 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 off off of the train, and the, and the other guy on the train just like slowly following behind him. I like that suspense. That's that that that's that's that's, that's actually kind of how, kind of how I felt about like about about a lot of this movie. Like it it was nice. It was fun knowing that knowing as the audience. There's something going on that James Bond doesn't see coming, and you're just waiting for when you're waiting for when the shit hits the fan, and that made it so much fun. It made it, it made it, it made it such a fun film to know like something's gonna happen. They will eventually meet, and that's when chaos will that that's when chaos will erupt. So yeah, this is a fun movie. Oh my god, I had fun, so much fun. So yeah, eight out of ten. The music right. cues are really good in that oh scene too. Oh my god! Like it would only so happen any time that guy, like you know, would pass, you know, into a window for just a yes. second. It was like essentially the it wasn't the Jaws theme, but essentially like, da da yeah. 
was so good. It was such a clever way to 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 to, to add suspense apart from uh, instead of just visually seeing it. Is there yeah, is there a different excellent. is there a different music like music uh, a, a person doing the score for this movie over the first because I would I say didn't check. ultimately let me, let me check. holy god the music in this is so much Dr. superior yeah. to it Dr. was Dr. so now. much better the score itself or like the use of because it's Both. still the same theme. Well, it's the same theme, but it's used appropriately. I mean, actually, to be mostly. honest, they still yeah. Monty they, Norman mostly. did all. It, I was wrong last week. Monty Norman did just the music uh, last time. He did the whole uh, score last time, but this time John, it's all John, John Barry. Barry. Yeah, John Barry. Who takes right. over yeah. and is like the god of 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 the of the, the music and Bond. He is. It's still a little weird like, that the theme is blaring when he's searching his apartment for a bug. But yeah, and, that's and pretty much with, the yeah, only time. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally when he cool. checks yeah. into his hotel, same thing. He checks into yeah. a random hotel. I'm like, what's what yeah. the fuck's yeah. happening? It's like it's a hotel it's, lobby, it's, dude. It's, it's, it's like it's, it's it's like it's like when you're playing it's like when you're playing a video game. It's all quiet, and then the music starts. You're like, where's the boss? Where's the it's boss? There is a there is a there's an amazing moment in Dark Souls where they just fuck with you with the music and I and, I, and it's still my favorite thing to this day. We I'll just kind of walk into a room and like the music starts playing. You're like ah, <laughs> 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 like you literally like you literally like, scream out loud. It's amazing, dude. That said, like if the fucking bomb theme came in every time I checked into a hotel, it'd be fucking badass. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Get off a plane like a red eye. You're coming into a hotel. It starts playing. It's like I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> Shut up, John Let's Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I when I wished for this from the genie, I didn't know it was gonna suck. No. <laughs> Why didn't I wish for a different theme song? I wanted a different soundtrack. I thought you'd have more range. <laughs> she doesn't have the range. Well, that's your name. I don't have the range. <laughs> so what was the score, Trevor? I know we uh, we went rambling. Who me? I haven't <laughs> talked yet. I haven't yeah. talked yet. What do you mean? What was my score? Am I the last what person? Is it? Just say it and leave. No, I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> my God. Oh, if I say my score without explaining, I'm, y'all are going to kick me off the podcast. Um, <laughs> I knew it would be bad. Dude, I wanted to like this one. Okay. I know. I know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm actually not trying to be mean. I love you. Just give it. No, to no, us. no, no. I just. I. This is the one I never seen. We from need Russia. objective. We need objective. Yeah. Mine's not objective, so he needs to be objective. Well, I don't hear this thing. I don't claim to be objective. Um, like, I. I think part of it is just watching older movies, maybe. And I. There are older movies that hold up, and there is good action in this. Like when he. Uh, you know, just from like a writing perspective when he tosses the barrels off the boat and I'm like, oh, watch, he's going to light them on fire and make like a column of flame. Yeah. And then it happens. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he did it. Cool. Like, yeah, that that, that is enjoyable to me to some extent. It was still kind of cool. But like maybe my writer brain, like when the action, when it's not a modern movie and I'm being very equivocal by, about trying to justify this, by the way, um, is like is not up to modern standards in terms of like the action, just, you know, in terms of how things are shot in terms of things being like, you know, eye candy and explosions and shit. It, I, I can't turn off my writer brain the rest of the time. And, uh, I don't know the bond girl in particular in this one, maybe it's just, I've just like, cause this is the second one I've seen on rewatch, like in years. And I'm just like, maybe bond girls are better when they just like, aren't involved in the plot at all because she doesn't know about the plot. She doesn't know about Spectre until the very end. 
so she betrays her country essentially and you're just you just kind of go with that um she didn't know it was at stake she didn't know it was a specter the whole time never finds out i went back but, i was like did i miss something nope she just uh, nope never but knows. trevor true love with james bond <laughs> that's the thing that's the thing is if she is, is that it's billed as a romance and i it's not it's just surely not. this will last forever <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, what do you, you just don't have a heart, goddamn. What are you? Are you guys serious? You, are you telling me you bought no, the romance we in this are movie? Not, no, you're not we're serious. You're right. just trying to make me feel bad. We it's, we're focusing at less on the romance than you are. I no, think. no, 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 no. Listen, I would not have focused on the romance if the plot did not steer your eye in that direction. And be like, I don't know. Is what, she gonna like? Is she? One gonna, of the things. One of the things I'll say for in my if. In my defense as to why I don't... Ex- I, well, I, I knew don't you were going to interrupt me, so go ahead. No, 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 we might as well. Like, I cannot get through justifying what it's you fine. know is going to be a terribly low score without you <laughs> wanting to... So, like, go ahead. I love, what is it? What I love is it? that we're at the friendship where, like, I know your score and I know you know what the score is going to be, and yet we ha- we still have a back... <laughs> well, this I feel like, like I'm being a now, teasing it out. So, like, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10, which is better, so much better than Dr. No. I mean, the first, like, the tease in this movie, I was just right. like, I turned to my girlfriend, I was like, this is already more compelling than anything that happened in the last movie. When yeah. it's like, you, oh, not only is it an exercise, but they pull off the face, and it's just like, and they're just like ducking behind bushes, and it's still more tense than, again, anything in the last movie. But tension is a big part of why this movie is ultimately boring to me, because dramatic irony is a bitch sometimes. I really don't like it when I know something a character doesn't for like the majority of the film and like Peter was saying what made it fun for him was I guess what made it boring for me and that I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop this whole time with the with the specter agent following him I don't care about any of the convoluted plot shit playing the Prussians off against because it, it all just leads up to this confrontation which is great I do enjoy the tra- the train scene but it's all the plot is just over when James Bond says oh I see you are playing off us against each other the whole time and it's like what did I just watch all that for like it didn't mean anything it was you know it's We've gone from like Dr. No being the simplistic plot you obviously don't care about to having an overly convoluted plot that of course doesn't mean anything. And maybe I just don't like Bond movies. I'm very worried yeah. now because this is supposedly one of the better ones. I see why. It's not that I don't see what you guys are saying. I just was still kind of bored watching it. Well, well, I'm very curious what you think about Goldfinger then because Goldfinger is just yeah. like the most uh, like plot it is just like here's my yeah. plan <laughs> that's the thing is bond maybe at my core i believe that a bond yeah. movie can't be a good movie so like the worse it is the more entertaining it is that might be you where i'm coming from on this that's a big part of it <laughs> i feel like we found our first roger moore fan yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah we're gonna get there what's gonna happen when we hit timothy dalton yeah, I yeah. Me and Trevor on the same spot with the spy who loved me because that'd be beautiful. I'd hope that'd be. I I, uh, I I love the spy who loved me. That is probably my favorite Bond film. So, just to be honest, that what, what's kind of funny to me is so Roger Moore says he is, admits that he's like the fourth best Bond, but he still thinks he's better. Stop than saying that he's not. Roger Moore thinks he's better than Timothy Dalton. I'm like, no, you're wrong, bro. You're like the fifth best Bond. Get the fuck oh out. Oh my god, Jesus! You couldn't. I'm just I, like I, what. <laughs> I, I, I will. I will say. I will say. I will. I, I will give it to Trevor. I will give it to Trevor somewhat, though. That, that like that that Bond didn't need to go most of the movie not knowing what was going on. He could have. He, he could have figured it out a bit earlier. And, and then and then and then instead of it just instead of it just being cat and mouse, instead of it just being tension, it's now a race. 
I, I see I what you're talking I, about and what P, uh, what Sarah brought up where the where he's in on the train when Bond is on the platform and he's hiding in the divisions between the windows. Iconography, cinematography wise, I get that that's compelling and that's like yeah. it's the '60s, the spy, the the the, the Cold War stuff I, of it. I get that that's like part of what makes it compelling, though. So. I don't know. I, I want to say this, and I think my defense to some extent as to why it's not a romance is that. No, I'm not the, saying it should be a romance. I'm right, saying it but is you're a bothered, romance. Right. <laughs> you're bothered by the romance. romance. Yeah. Right, right. The build is a romance. Okay. I probably don't accept that because primarily out of this 112 minute movie, the two main characters do not meet till 60 minutes into the movie. Was it really that long? Yes. Yeah. 18 minutes. You don't see James Bond. I mean, you see his fake double, of course. You don't see James Bond in this movie till 18 to 20 minutes into this movie. This movie, to me, is is really a, 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 the and the reason probably why it's different and better to to a lot of some mid tier Bond. I think there are better Bonds, but I really don't consider this very much Bond like. I consider this more like a 60s spy movie. And I think the best part about that is that it's really more about like the forces in play and what people don't know. And so, yeah, for me personally, like the little do little does he know, like that's kind of for me, that's fun in this context. So I probably come at it a little bit differently and think and I and I've never I, I never thought that Tatiana and to the movie's discredit, in my opinion, I never thought she was more than a Bond girl in this. So that's probably I think she's Sure. I think she's stylish as all shit. I think that's what draws the eye and why she has a bigger force on screen than what she is. Her and the previous girl as well, because they defined fashion and and are probably the two Bond girls in these two movies, especially these two particular movies, probably are more culturally relevant than Bond himself at this time period in terms of defining fashion and stuff like that. So for, for I mean, that's probably not true. That's mm-hmm. me talking. Look at, look at all that. Coming right around. out of my ass. <laughs> that's it. I'm just like, here we go, guys. It feels I, I right. This I is a little more retrospective than Goldfinger will be, which is the, the right. hit. I mean, that's the hit. Yeah. That's the but she's, I mean, she's totally a blonde girl. No, no doubt about it. Yeah. She's no. in, in empty. And, and I think that's the thing. I, I do agree. That's, that's a, that's a detraction. I just, I don't think this movie is interested in her romance, to be honest with you. <laughs> No. All right. No, clearly not. So I want to wrap it up. Yeah. All right, Ben. No. You're, you're, it's just you, Ben. I think you said five. Eight, five. Yeah, five. me? Five. Five. I'm d- I, I got you on the math, Ben, so just tell me what your score is, and I'll Muting do it. him now. Um, <laughs> get out of here. Y'all I love you, Trevor. Okay, if you need to mute anybody, eight. it's Jack, but okay. Now it's a... <laughs> Now I gotta know what he's like with Blade Runner. Ugh, it sucks. All right. It's so bad. It's oh, so bad. Sucks. You literally All can't right. talk to me about Back to the Future. I mean, this is, I'll say, so this is my third favorite Bond film. So I, it is, and it's tough because I'm gonna have like my personal Bond ranking score and my, what it actually probably is. And I probably do agree with y'all that it's probably like an eight actually, but it's a 10 for me in a Bond. So I'm gonna meet you in the middle at the nine. Uh, I'm gonna give it a oh. nine for this one. Uh, I love this film quite a bit. It is different, like you said, Jack, and and I think um, it is more interesting than than a lot of Bond films. But I think, in particular, what you have here is the the, the first three to me are the best Connery performances. The problem with Connery is he's so wildly up and down. I think when people talk about how much they love Connery, they're they're thinking of the good ones, <laughs> the bad yeah. ones. He gives, I think, the single worst Bond performance of all time, which is in Diamonds Are Forever. It is just horrendous um, oh, and diamonds are forever. Uh, that's gonna be a rough one I'm so sorry people 
Um, and uh, <laughs> I, I think this one, he is much more confident than he is in Dr. No. I think he really is just just hitting it on cylinders. John Barry is crushing it. Uh, the, the, the locations are great. The only thing you don't really get is Ken Adams wasn't doing this. He did Dr. Strangelove at this time, so you don't get any kind of wonderful, weird lair. Spectre's boat is a little underwhelming for that reason. I feel like... Uh, watch what he does with Spectre next movie. No, Thunderball, actually. No, yeah, uh, Thunderball. When they come back. And it is Ken Adams to the fucking <laughs> level, man. Like, it is. Now, you're going to laugh because they, they recreated him famously in... Uh, uh, in Austin uh, Powers. Austin Powers. Yeah. So it's kind of ruined that scene, but it's okay. Um, it's still cool. Uh, so, so so I missed some of that, and and and, and it definitely plods at points, and, and but that's a Bond movie thing in general. Um, and... <sighs> I think it's got a good villain. I think it's got a great leading lady. I think it's just got really interesting stuff. And I think it just is interesting in that we, we could have had this bond and they, 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 they will try it a bit with Dalton, but they don't commit hard enough. And I really don't think they go back to it until Craig, which is just like mm-hmm. basic, reasonable spy gadgets, a, a, a plot that makes sense, but just a little heightened. And, and and it's more like the Fleming books. The Fleming books are more like this than they are the later Bond movies. The Fleming books tend to be more like travelogy a little heightened like he, he's he's like you know a little bit more weird than john le carré where john le carré is just like spy work is boring and depressing and it's horrible and you're like yes great but it's not fun it's not gonna make 300 million dollars at the box office ever you, you'll win a lot of awards and make ben very happy but that's about it um and and just bond had this really fleming hit this beautiful thing of taking from real life but he was a wacky dude who wrote on a golden typewriter, and so he's gonna write wacky stories. Um, and 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 I think the Bond films with Goldfinger become something completely different. And I think this is the most any movie's gonna be like a Fleming book because you have to have it in the '60s because he was a very '60s writer, and you, you have to have Connery, and and you can't go back and fake it. Like you just kind of had to be there to get it. Like it's just gonna be a parody of itself if they ever go back to the '60s. So like for that reason, it's very interesting to me. And, and I, I like it a lot for that reason. Uh, even though I know it's maybe not at the best Bond movie technically, it's just it, it's the one that gets the closest to the books, which I find very interesting. So that's particularly why I find it uh, so enjoyable. And I, I yeah, and we'll see with Goldfinger how I feel. I kind of flip flop at that one, but I do prefer it over the of the Conneries. It is my favorite. So I'll say oh. much. But, I, actually, um, I don't think I've agreed with you as much on a review as that. Well said. Ah. <laughs> so, uh, well, Jack, what's that overall score? Uh, so it's a seven point six, which rounds up to an eight. Nice. It was enough. It, it, it was. It was. It was weighted. Yeah. This cool. is the most weighted cast. I love. I love doing the math, even though it's more people. I love doing the math on this one because it is. If there is a consensus, we get there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I was like, if it wasn't an eight, that'd be like wow. <laughs> All right. Well, the Movie Gang podcast gives From Russia with Love an eight. What did we give Dr. No? Six? Six. Oh, my God. Six. Yeah, we went. like our consecutive list. So it's From Russia with Love, number one. That's brutal. Oh, dude, it was it was a it was a fun cast. I I really enjoyed our for our Dr. No cast. But like, man, we were we were not feeling that show. (laughs) Dude, if if we give fucking Moonraker a better score than Dr. No, I'm going to be still. I will absolutely give Moonraker a better score. Moonraker. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
A pigeon does a double take. What? Pigeon goes like, Yes! What? The stupidest thing Sign me up. Sign me up. I'm here. I'm still here. No, I can already tell you. I'm excited for Trevor's just embrace of the trash ones. Die another day, number one. We'll see. I'm telling you, Trevor, I want to like, we need to live watch some of these together. I will live watch with Moonraker with whoever wants to watch it with me. Trust me, I can improve your movie, your you Moonraker would. You would bring up my score considerably, because yeah, right now my favorite you, part of these you is are my no girlfriend's reactions. The first time watching Moonraker, where the Venice chase scene ends up. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm you are not prepared. I, I, I've never seen is it. Is it the and moon? I, I no feel like you're suggesting it's the moon. It's not the moon, but they do go there. They do go to the moon. Yeah, and there's a you watch that movie and you're like, 1980. What came out before 1980? That was a huge hit that Bond is ripping off terribly. It's Bond is Star Wars. It's in the. And then oh they God. have space astronauts flying around with jetpacks shooting lasers at each other. It's amazing. That really slow, trash. boring fight in Thunderball? Let's put it in space. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, uh, when we get to Thunderball, I will defend the underwater scuba fight, and God. you are welcome watch, to tear me apart. Watch it at 1.5 speed. I am incorrect. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I am personally incorrect about that fight. Don't care. Love it. Well, scuba hey, fight. I wanted to go back and talk to 1964 <laughs> audiences. Yeah. Loved it, yeah. So Ironically, it might be better in the remake, but it's still a worse movie. All right. Well, Jack, can you wrap this up for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. So this is for the Movie Gang Podcast. This has been Trevor Flynn. Mm, goodbye. Ben Haworth, who is our wonderful host tonight. Thank you for doing this, Ben. It really is nice to go back to just not having to talk for like an hour. <laughs> and of course, we've been joined by here by Sean Solis. Thanks, guys. It's been fun. And Peter Dancy. Bye, guys. And the ineffable Sarah Becker. Thanks for listening, everyone. One last time from everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcast and the Tuscan Shed Media Network, by extension, thanks for listening. <laughs>